Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. It's the disembodied voice you've listened to for all the other 70-something episodes, and I am joined by a guest who is going to talk about a game that I don't really know much about or have experience with, but it seemed like a neat game, and he, he likes it, so just thought I could talk about it with him. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Alex. I like dumb puzzle games. That's why I'm here. Um, we're talking about a dumb puzzle game. We're talking about Baba's You. Yeah, the, I figured two Alexes are better than one, which in most cases is actually false, but here I need someone to help talk about the game, because I, again, know almost nothing about the game that I haven't just watched from just random footage for maybe ten minutes at a time. It's a good game. I'm going to start... I want to start us off with a really hot take. I think it might be the best puzzle game. Like, maybe ever. Yes, from a pure mechanical perspective, at least. So, for people who don't know, Baba Is You is a block puzzle game, as I'm seeing it described. And the title is actually a reference to a core mechanic of the game, is that there will be words on all the stages, and they dictate the rules of the stage that you have to keep in mind. And the big thing about the game is manipulating the rules to get the goal. It's it's very interesting. It's very lovely. Yeah, it's really creative, I guess. And it really forces the player to become creative. It's mm-hmm. the kind of game that I could never, ever play. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's fair. Uh, so, the interesting thing about this game, not only does messing with the rules, like, messing with the words and putting the other sentences, not only does that change the rules, those are the only rules. If there is an item, say, a crab, in the level, and it doesn't have any words associated with it, it doesn't appear in any of the sentences that have been formed, it essentially doesn't exist. There's no interactions with it. It has, it, it's a non-entity. It's, it's just decoration. Exactly. It becomes a very interesting sort of thing, because what you're basically doing is constantly, like, constantly manipulating the rules in order to, get, to like, carefully get sequences of events to happen by just sort of carefully, uh, carefully changing the rules to get at through loopholes, basically. Like, the simplest one is just... Well, actually, let's just start at the very first level, like... The very first thing you do is you get put into a room with a few different rules. You've got Baba Abba is You, you've got Wall is Stop, you've got Rock is Push, and you've got Flag is Win. And you're put in a little hallway with a with rocks that you can push, and walls on either side, and a flag at the end. This is essentially just a sort of a playground level. You have free access to all the rules, and none of them are locked in place, you can mess with all of them. You can just literally walk forward, push the rocks out of the way, touch the flag, but what you'll probably do instead is mess around with the rules and probably break something silly and make make all the walls win instead and just walk into a wall and win the level. Yeah, so that's kind of what you can expect, is that the rules aren't set in stone, and sometimes you have to change the rules to get what you want, like... 
Baba is you. That means you control the little sheep dog thingy. But sometimes to win, Baba shouldn't be you. Something else needs to be you. So you need to carefully arrange the rules so that something else becomes you or something else becomes the goal or something else, you know, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. And it actually starts... I love the difficulty curve in, the, curve in this game because it actually starts very gentle. Like, you, the first few levels are very simple. It introduces all the mechanics very, like, very patiently. gives you room to play around with them. Um... It introduces all sorts of uh, fun little things. And then it gets a little bit harder. And I'm just going to say right now, I have not... Uh, I've finished the game. I've gotten the... Uh, I've gotten, like, the full ending. I've done everything. Well, I've done everything to get the full ending, but, like, I'm still not even done with it. I am currently at, like, 27 hours in the save file and 160-odd puzzles complete. And I've still got a bunch more to go. I know there are, like, two different endings. There are. They're kind of weird. Uh, we'll we'll probably talk about those later so we can put them in a little spoiler section, because they're kind of fun little twists. Yeah, but you're right about the difficulty curve, because I didn't play the game, I just kind of watched, you know, footage of it and streams of it, and, and, and it, it really gets crazy just what they start expecting of you. It just... It, this game reminds me of that meme of like the brain that just gets progressively more cosmic until it's a it's a full nebula inside uh-huh. a person's head. You've seen that, right? Yes, and this game makes you feel like that. Like regularly. That I know that exact feeling. So the thing about this game is that I'm one of the first things I mentioned was I think this might be the best puzzle game ever mechanically and that is because one of the things I believe about puzzle games is that uh, the primary goal of a puzzle game is to make you feel smart when you finish it. And by God, Baba Zoo makes you feel very smart, and it knows how to it knows how to do it, and it gives you that. I see. Basically, what it comes down to is that it does so much to make sure it's not frustrating. Just me- just mechanically, the way it re- introduces new mechanics, it does it very slow. It gives you a very slow drip feed of new mechanics in each world. So it's basically separated into, like, uh, let's say, like, 10 or 12 odd worlds, counting, like, sub-worlds and, and like, secret stuff. Mm-hmm. And each of them introduces, like, one or two new words at most. So, like, uh, the second world... I'm actually. I'm probably going to forget where exactly some things are introduced. So, astute listeners might uh, notice some errors in this. But I do recall that the second world word is where world. Sorry, is where they introduce the word sink. Up till then, it's been only a few words that you have access to. You've got win. You've got odd stop, which is what's used for walls and such. You've got push, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And of course, you. Probably some other yeah. stuff I'm forgetting. And. It introduces sync, and it does it... It it throws you into a level that is all about teaching you how sync works, and it does it very cleverly. Um, it's very... Uh, it's very simple. It just basically has you pushing around, like, pushing around rocks to, like, fill in, uh... To, like, fill in holes, because water is sync, and therefore, uh... If you push rock into it, it, it will sink, and it will fill in the hole. Simple. 
I don't recall exactly how this level goes, but I believe that you eventually have to uh, change uh, something else to sync so that you can uh, bridge a different gap. Or was it disable sync? I forget. It might have been one with multiple solutions, but it just throws you into a little easy playground level that teaches you how it works, and it's very smart about it. This is the smartest game with the most infantile vocabulary. It's it's great! And, like, the thing that I love about it is that without understanding anything about the game, you can look at a level and understand, like, how it works. There's never anything that isn't clear. Like, you'll see, you'll see a level, you'll see the words on your screen, you'll see a Baba is you, wall is stop, rock is push, etc., etc., and you'll understand how all that works, just intuitively. You'll just know, oh, like, even if you haven't played the game before, I could probably link you a screenshot right now of any level, and you'd probably have a generally good idea of how it works. And the few points that, like, aren't immediately obvious are... The game knows what those points are, and it it devotes extra time to explaining how those work. Well, I see some of the later levels, and there are like, 15 rules listed off to the side, mm-hmm. and just keeping track of all those and having to mix and match and know which ones are good and which ones are not. Uh, as, as a bit of a backstory for me, I have a history working with fast food, and it always made me panic a little bit whenever customers wanted customized orders, like... Can I have the number one, but do it like this instead of this? And can I have this, but also with this kind of sauce instead of this kind of sauce? And can I have this drink, but can you do this with the drink? Instead of the... That level of customization always messes with me. And <laughs> seeing all those rules in Baba in some of the stages, it just brings me more flashbacks. <laughs> well, okay, so this is another thing I want to talk about that, again, I'm going to continue gushing about this game the whole time. Game knows this. The game knows that it, that's confusing. And... It's aware of what it does. Obviously, if you range the rules right, there's nothing stopping you from playing as a sentient wall that walks around a labyrinth made of crabs and is looking for a rock that will let it win. There, There's nothing stopping that arrangement of rules from happening, except for the level design. But the level design does stop that happening. Uh, with a few... With, like, a few exceptions... Most levels will actually start you as Baba. Most levels will have wall is stop, or occasionally pipe is stop, or something like that, but usually it's sensible like that. Most levels will have flag is win, or at least at least the implication that flag is win is the statement that you need to create. Most levels that have skulls in them, skull will be defeat. If you step on a skull, you will die. The game doesn't deliberately try and confuse you. No, that's not what I meant. It's just having to keep track of all those things at once is never usually a good thing to ask of me. That's true, but what this means is that in a lot of levels, like, you won't need to keep track of the rules, because, like, you'll have it associated in your mind, okay, wall is stop. Like, when you're playing, like, most video games, you don't need to, like, you don't need to remind yourself that wall stop you. And in Baba's view, like... I'm saying that in this game, though... You're going to want to keep those rules in mind and keep checking back to them, because you'll need to know which ones might be advantageous to change and which ones might not, and stuff like that. Yeah, that is is true, Uh, but that's where the other part comes in. There's a second half to this that, like, makes this particular point, like, a lot more, uh, makes it a lot easier. It's still difficult, but it makes it a lot easier to uh, manage. 
And that is the fact that Baba's You, like, it doesn't give you the whole kitten caboodle. Like, in oh. most levels, you won't be able to change a lot of the rules. A lot of the rules are sequestered off in the, uh, off in some random part of the map that you can't access, and those rules are essentially static. If something's in a corner, like, by Sokoban rules, if something ends up in a corner, it ain't going nowhere. Sometimes you can, with, like, manipulating the rules just right, you can get it to go somewhere, but usually it ain't going nowhere. So when you see Wallace stop over to the side, you can basically take that out of your mind and just assume, this is just a level where Wallace stop. I'm not changing that. Mm. And and you can focus on the rules that actually matter, which is the ones that it uh, gives you to play around with. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. It's it's smart like that, and it, it's stuff like that. Like, the, the central premise of it, of being able to change all the rules, is a super clever one, but, like, the game knows when this premise, like... The game knows how to use this premise in a way that doesn't, like... doesn't break your brain... Are you sure about that? Okay, no, that's a lie. I'm That was a bold-faced lie. This game will break your brain. But it doesn't break your game, or break your brain, without a good reason to break your brain. It'll hurt me more than it hurts you, players. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a smart game. Like, it's it's so smart. That's the thing about Thinking Person's video game that always gets to me. Like, I've had this thought for this game and for, like, Ace Attorney and Danganronpa and stuff, and other puzzle games as well. In designing the puzzle itself, you have to be really good at puzzles on your own. And, you know, that goes for all kinds of design processes, I'm sure. But I always feel like that for puzzle genre in particular, it just, you really have to think of everything so you can know what the player could think of. Mm-hmm. And it is so easy to make a bad puzzle. Like, it, it's really easy to make a bad puzzle that doesn't work and makes the player more confused and is unsatisfying and awful. I'm sure that there's, there's plenty of examples that anyone can think of of a puzzle that just left them frustrated and annoyed. Which is why, like, in most video games that aren't about puzzles, puzzles are, like... Puzzles are usually just, like, one-way switches that don't move in the other direction, and you press all of them, and you go forward, and that's that's a good thing, because anything more complicated than that, you have to explain all of the rules for how the puzzle works, and you have to hope the player will understand them, and it's difficult. Yeah, some genres, at least as I understand it, are more inherently difficult to design for than others, puzzle being a big one. It kind of reminds me of my time with Mario Maker, and I was playing that game full of levels that were not designed by professionals, and suddenly I can tell that the levels in the actual games have a professional touch to them that everyday Joe couldn't really quite do. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what makes me a little curious about the fact that there's some kind of level editor in progress for this Baba game. I actually did not know about that until you just said it right now, and I'm immediately hype. Not not, not to be really pessimistic about it, but I'm expecting some really, really cheesy puzzles, but I'm also expecting, like, more galaxy brain puzzles that 
you you always get like the extremes when it comes to this kind of stuff. It's definitely going to be interesting to play through these uh, custom levels because like a lot a lot of those assumptions that I mentioned about like how the level operates. In a lot of levels, you can make that assumption, and like very rarely will the game break it that like certain things work how you'd expect. Like water will usually sink stuff that you put in it, and. That's so important, and I'm so expecting everyone to not realize that right away and do a lot of levels that would be incredibly easy if they just stuck to, like, whatever, what the normal, like, what the normal assignments are. So I'm expecting to see a lot of that. Yeah, this is this is also a game that anticipates the player overthinking the puzzles, which is a little devious since they want you to overthink them in some of the later ones i'm so glad it only pulls this trick once though like there is a level really early on i forget where exactly it is it's in one of the first three or four worlds maybe i forget but there's a level that looks really devious and annoying and it turns out that there's no or there's no uh, wall to stop and you can just walk through the walls and and like solve the puzzle a, a different way and yeah, it only really... pulls that trick exactly once, and then never again. Well, I probably never. I never. I haven't done all the secret levels, so you know. Not common enough that you have to keep watching out for it. Yeah, no. You can you can rely on the assumptions that guide you through the game, and you don't need to like. You don't need to question very often. Oh, what is is this level going to arbitrarily work way differently? No, it probably isn't. It might. It's worth look, like glancing at the rules, but you can usually assume you can usually assume everything's in play as normal. I did notice in some of my research, I would always kind of look out for the, like the wall rules. Like, okay, is the wall? Oh, oh yep, there it is. It, it would <laughs> always be there. So, I, I am inclined to agree that they only really do that once, and it's probably just to hammer it in early on that you really have to not take yeah. certain rules for granted. That's probably a World 1 level. I don't recall yeah. exactly where it is, but probably is. Yeah, no, I. The good thing about like having a level editor out is that they've already gotten through the hard part. They've already done the part where they teach you everything confusing, because that's the really hard part with puzzles. Like You have to explain to the player how their mechanics work. Uh, I actually... My favorite level for this, I actually have a specific level picked out as my absolute favorite in terms of how good it is at teaching the player something new. And that is the one where it introduces the has command in the sense that what you're given right away is Baba has rock. And that's not immediately intuitive. That is one of the words that is not obvious. Like It has it, but what does that mean? What does it mean? Well, it means that if if Baba is destroyed, it'll drop a rock. Which is pretty simple. But, like, normally that is something that requires a little bit of trial and error and, like, effort to figure out. But the game knows that it will require a little bit of trial and error and some effort to figure out. And it knows that's not fun. So what it does is you actually don't start the level as Baba. You start it as Kiki, which is, uh, one of the other characters that are set aside as being, uh, part of the playable cast. There's, uh, Baba, there's Keke, who is this or- who is this reddish-orange lumpy thing, and then there's me, who is a purple thing, who I presume exists only to- only to highlight the amusement of using the- of creating sentence, me is you. Oh, here I thought you were confessing to being Grimace. Uh, no. <laughs> if- if only. Anyways, 
You don't start as Baba. You start as Keke. But Baba is moved, so Baba will immediately run forward and immediately careen itself directly into a big pool of water and die. Poor Baba. And it will drop a rock. And, hey, you've already figured out... Like, the game has already explained to you, in seconds, exactly how Has works. If something that ha- that has something dies, it'll drop that thing. Baba has rock, Baba fell in the water, Baba dropped the rock. And then it just sort of asks you to play around with that. You have access to the Has command in this, so what you can do is go over and say, Baba has, has rock, no longer, now rock has Baba. And then you can go push that rock forward, it'll, uh... It'll fall into the water, and it'll drop Baba. And that Baba will probably careen forward, because you didn't change it, and it'll fall into another sphere of water, which will conveniently get you access to the, to the end level. And it's worth noting that the game has features that allow you to undo your mistakes if necessary. Oh god, god that undo command got a lot of effort. I think I worn down that key a little bit. Ooh. It's It's very good, because... It has the it has the two greatest things that you can give a puzzle game. It has an undo button that's really fast and snappy, and even speeds up. If you hold down the button for a while, you can like speed up a whole section of you uh, making terrible decisions. You can erase like dozens of bad decisions in like moments. And it has a restart button that is uh, very fast. Uh, if you're gonna play this game yourself, it's Highly recommend. First thing you do, go to the options menu, turn off the prompt for restarting, because, like, there's, prob- there's probably going to be a lot of levels where you just want to start over and look at it again and, like, try and, try and like, work it out from the start. And it's, it's a fast restart, which is good. It's, like, I don't know, maybe a second to uh, you, restart. Did you say turn off that feature? Uh, turn off the feature. Normally it'll prompt you, like, are you sure you want to restart? And you just oh. just turn that off. Just, oh, yes, okay. you're sure. You're certain. Definitely. Alright. There's a lot of tough levels in this. There's a lot of levels that, like, just kind of, like, melt your brain and, like, force you to, like, do something completely absurd. But it always makes sense. It's always, like... I'm actually gonna the, gonna do a little tangent here, um, if that's alright. There's another puzzle game that I played recently called Snakebird. That and sounds Snakebird, like some kind of variation of the classic snake chasing its tail game? Uh, actually, kind of, yeah. It does... It sort of works a little bit like that. Uh, basically, it is about birds that want to get fruit. You get all the fruit, and you get the birds the exit portal. The the birds can't are shaped like snakes. They can't cross over each other. They have gravity, so they fall down. And it's all about carefully arranging your, uh, your, your snake bird in order to get what you want. Controlling multiple snake birds to, like, reach weird places. It's a very fun game. But I have a complaint with it, and that is that in no level in Snakebird, like, in none of the advanced levels, and one of the trick, in, in, like, a lot of the tricky ones, I can't explain what I did did differently. I fail the level 99 times, and on the 100th, I succeed, and I can't tell you what I did differently. I wiggled my snake in, a, in like, a different way. I made different moves in different spots. Different complex wiggling, uh... Wiggling forms, and it's still a good game. It's a minor, like, unfortunate thing that, like, I didn't, I can't really explain to you why I won that time when I failed like twenty times before. That's not true for every level, but for a lot of levels, I ended up with that feeling coming away from Snakebird. Mm. And bringing this back to Baba is You, I can tell you when I talk about a Baba is You level, and I'll probably talk about a few of them, a few more in particular. 
I, I can tell you exactly what I did differently, why I failed a hundred times, and why I was like, oh, I have to do this instead. Yeah, because of all the rules that are always present? Yes, I can I can explain it to you, and you, having never played it, will immediately understand what I'm saying, because all the rules are simple. I could even do it in the language of the game. I could just tell you I didn't have enough, uh... I didn't have enough, uh... Oh, you're sure telling me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm stumbling over my words now. Um, I can just tell you, in this level, rock was open, and I didn't have enough rocks, so I made a flag was rock in order to get an extra rock. Yeah, I can, uh, I can explain that to you, like, very easily, that, uh, all I needed to do was get an extra rock, and that's that's immediately intuitive to you. I made the flag into a rock, and you understand exactly the epiphany that took me actual days to figure out. Yeah, the game is very transparent about what it wants, which yes. is good, and it's the least the game could do after all it starts asking of you. It's always... Well, I should say it's it's always transparent. It's almost always transparent. Um, I think we might be getting to the point where I wanted to start talking about like all the secret stuff, because it gets pretty bonkers. Oh, well, we're about nearly half an hour in before editing, so... Uh, not that there's really much of a storyline to this game, but by the nature of being a puzzle game and some of the crazy retcons you can accomplish in the game, I guess, uh, spoiler yeah. warning is in effect. Yes, yeah, spoiler warning, uh, I'm going to give away the solution to some of the coolest puzzles in the game, and that's a shame, so well, if you... Try not, try, try not to do all of them, then. You know, leave some for... I'm going to blow one of the coolest things that happens, but uh, because it's very relevant to everything about Baba's use endgame. But I won't like I won't I won't give away more than I have to. But yeah, if if this game sounds interesting so far, uh, pause this, go 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 play it. We'll we'll still be here one later. Yeah, probably. So once you get real deep into it, you'll have most of the worlds. Uh, you don't need to complete every level. You need to complete about half the levels in each world in order to move on, generally. Which is good, in case you get really stuck on one. You will. I've currently, in my save file, uh, it gives you little achievements for completing every puzzle in the world. Uh, there are, like, 12 worlds. I've got one of those. Mm. Most worlds, I've got, like, at least one puzzle that I'm just still stuck on. That I I I need to come back to and like get that full completion at some point. But anyways, once you get real deep into it, you'll unlock something on the world map. Just a just a section of little of three little levels, and what those levels have in common is that they include the keyword uh, level. I know where this is going. Level is a dangerous and powerful word because it does exactly what you think. It changes It changes how the level works. If you do level is weak, the entire level will immediately shatter into a thousand pieces. If you do level is you, you won't be able to accomplish much because you'll just be moving the entire level at once, which isn't great. And if you arrange the words level is Baba... What, the game immediately kicks you back out. And you'll do this on accident the first time. You'll probably you'll probably go, oops, and then uh, the game will kick you back out of the world map. And it will kick you back out because what you've done is you've turned the level that you were just playing into Baba. And the first time that I did this, I didn't do Baba. I did level as key on accident. 
And this is where I was reminded that the world map, just decoratively off in the corner, not like they're not actually part of gameplay, or so you think, are some rules. The rules on the world map are Baba is you, flag is win. Yeah, I actually noticed that a little prior to this turn of events, and I thought, huh, that's kind of interesting. And then in the stream I was watching, as soon as the level turned into Baba, I was like, oh no, we're gonna have to do some thinking. Oh yeah, it's, this is where the game gets into, it's crazy meta puzzles, and there are a lot of crazy meta puzzles. Now this is, this is when, like, Baba is You really becomes basically what you think of it, isn't it? Basically, yeah, it it finally becomes the point where, like, every part of the game, you can mess with rule. Even the world map. Every other part of the game, it's very... Like, every other part of the game... Wheels. It's training wheels. Like, there's literally only two statements on the on the world map. This is the level with just two statements on it. The statements are "Baba is you" and "Flag is win." And you and they're not in positions where you can me- where he, you can really mess with uh, either of them. There's no way to change that around. All you have to do is get Baba to the flag. But of course, there's no <laughs> there's no Baba and there's no flag at first. So you need to put a Baba there. You need to put a flag there. And there's two levels there that you can turn into Baba and you can turn into Flag. And you can get Baba to the flag and win the world map. And it's worth noting that when you control Baba on the map, that's independent of the stage select cursor. You can control them both, and you have to juggle them around a little bit to get certain things to happen. But also, if you put the cursor over Baba and confirm, it'll take you back to the level that you transformed into Baba. Yeah, that took me a long time to figure out, actually. I figured that once I turned it into Baba, I wasn't able to, uh... I wasn't able to get back there, because if you try and do that, Baba will just move away. Baba moves before your cursor does, which is, which makes things a little bit awkward, but is important, because, of course, it's going to be important at some point. And you can't actually get back in the level, and if you wanted to, you can even change Baba back to something else. And you can guess that, yes, that's going to be, uh... That's going to be something very useful to know later, because once you once you get Baba onto Flag in the world map, it completes the world map as a level and takes you somewhere else. The world and world map. Essentially, yes. Uh, it's it, it doesn't have a name. It's just que- it's just re- represented as question marks. But it's basically the first layer of secret levels of three. Kind of reminds me of the star levels from Mario World. Oh yeah, it's. I think it's almost. I actually think it's a deliberate reference to it. There's a recurring motif of like an eight-pointed flower that shows up through through the game of like pointy flowers, oh, yeah. and yeah, it's lotuses. shaped like that. It looks. It bears more than a little resemblance to uh, the Star World. Now I feel like it's worth mentioning that if I were designing a puzzle game and I had the foresight to make the world map into a puzzle. That probably would have been where I ended it. I wouldn't have kept going after that, because how do you top that? How do you top that indeed? And that, and the question of that is just go deeper, because, like, it, it, there's a serial Harder escalation to this. Yeah, there's a serial escalation to this, where, like, you have to go deeper and deeper. The, uh, the, first, uh, the first tier of the uh, secret world is... Mostly the same, actually. It's mostly just secret levels that are more puzzly and tricky. A few of them use the level level command, but most don't. 
uh, your goal there. This this new world map has rules on it too. It's got a few more complicated rules actually. And your new goal is just to get a Baba because if you have a Baba, then you can uh, get access to a weird part of this world map that you wouldn't other be otherwise be able to get to. And if you can finally find which of these like fifteen or so levels can actually arrange the statement uh, level is Baba, then you can move on to another deeper tier. And this one doesn't even resemble a world map anymore. This one is just a straight-up puzzle. With with each step in this one, you are advancing this meta-puzzle a little bit further. You have to solve levels to solve levels at after a certain point. Kind of reminds me of some of the more obnoxious math classes I've had, where you start having to solve smaller problems within bigger problems to solve mm-hmm. a bigger problem. Yeah, no, just, after... after... Just, destroyed my soul whenever I had to do that. Yeah. there. This is actually a part of the game where I have a few minor complaints, in that uh, a couple of levels are kind of annoying. The game only makes you do this once or twice, but there are a few levels where you'll have to turn a level into something. You'll have to turn it into a Baba or a Flag. And then later on, you'll actually have to turn it back into something else by replaying the level and getting a different solution. One of the levels that I was stuck on for longer than any other was actually a level where... Uh, where you have to do exactly this. It's actually possible. It's a very difficult level, but it's actually possible to assemble either Baba is you or Baba is flag. And you need to do both in order to make progress on the world map. One and then the other after you've made progress somewhere else. And this is why it's actually one of the most difficult levels in the game, because there are redundant moving parts. Uh, one of the things about puzzle games that, like, is sort of taken for granted is that every part of the level will be used in the solution. Like, there, you won't be given an Allen wrench without ha- having a nut to tighten with it. I was just going to say red herring. Yeah. There's, there's very few red herrings in most puzzle games that are designed well. And this is a level that has a lot of red herrings because there's two very distinct, very unique solutions. And depending on which one you pick, you won't touch a big portion of the level. That's why it took me so long, because I was trying to find a solution that used all these different parts when I only needed half of them, and I had to use the other half later. It was actually a very frustrating experience because of that. That does sound a little uncharacteristic. I do have one my... Like, there is actually one major sticking point that I'm actually not a fan of at all, and it happens way deep in. The thing about this is, is that it's a very cool puzzle. It's a very clever uh, use of game mechanics. But unlike everything else in the game, it doesn't teach you it. So, and unfortunately, this is the very last puzzle in the game. It is the ultimate challenge, and it's actually kind of frustrating, and uh, maybe even a little bit... The way that it works is that you are given a level where you can create the a phrase, uh, level near flag is win. And what the game has taught you is that as far as the level is concerned, uh, level it basically treats the level command as being a big object that sort of takes up the entire screen. Because, you know, that's what it is. It's level. So a level that is near something, and you can actually you actually have to use this earlier on in the level. If a level is considered near to an object, if it exists in the level at all. So there are rocks. Since this level has rocks in it, this level is near rocks. And so if you statement... If you create the statement, level near rock is push, then the level will become, will become pushable. Uh, note this doesn't mean all the objects inside level, it just means that if you go to the edge of the level and uh, push against it, you'll move it around. It's quite useless. 
But you actually do have to create that statement in a little clever way in order to uh, invalidate a different statement. And you'll get to the end, and you'll have to create the create the phrase "level near flag is win." And obviously, you need to get a flag in there somehow because you needed the level to be level to have a flag near it. And I spent a lot of time with this trying to figure out how on earth to change one of these rocks sitting around into a flag. There's there's just enough stuff lying around that it seems like it could be possible if you made some sort of really clever play, but you can't. There is no way to do it. You cannot make a, make a flag at this level. There is no way. The solution is... Le- level near flag is win is has got another meaning to it. If the level on the world map is near a flag, which you can do by changing the level next to it into a flag then that statement will be true. You just have to adopt an entire lexicon by the end of the game here. Yeah, but this is the thing. Unlike every other uh, other level in the game, this one doesn't really teach you that. Like, there's no way to figure that out other than, like, coming to the logical conclusion of, oh, hey, I could, uh, I could, chain, I could make this level near a flag by changing the level next to it on the world map. I'm not gonna hold that against the game too much, though, because they're only mere mortals. The fact that they made all these other levels is kind of impressive. I, I, I mentioned it specifically as a highlight because it's, like, one of the one areas where the game, like, doesn't quite uh, explain its own mechanics very well. The fact that I have only one level that I can think of that gives me that sort of frustrated feeling is a huge thing in that game's favor. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I mentioned it explicitly to highlight the brilliance of everything else. This, one's, this is the one section that doesn't quite work. And it's still a genius solution. Like, of course you do that. But it, it breaks some of the game's own rules. Like, the game has certain unbroken rules. Nowhere else can something on the world map affect a puzzle. Like, the other way around is... The other way around is sort of fine. Like, you can change... You can, like, change something in a puzzle, and it'll affect things on the world map by, uh, by using the specific mechanic of turning levels into other things. This is the only point, unless there's some secret levels that use it, which there might be, that it uh, that the other way around ever applies. So mm. it's not something that you would ever think to do, unless you were really desperate, which you will, which I was. Yeah, this is definitely a game that I shouldn't be playing. <laughs> that's that's fair. I highly recommend it to like pretty much everyone to give it a shot, but like there are some areas where. Uh, Say, there are some like, areas where it just if you like puzzle you games at least yeah if you like puzzle games play this game like that's the that's the long and the short of it if you like puzzle games play this game it's a very puzzly puzzle game if you if you have another puzzle game and you think this is my favorite puzzle game because of this it probably does what you what you were hoping it would do it probably has that merit to it 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 has solutions that make you feel like a genius while also not being a, a pain in the butt to figure out game was released very recently, just in March. It was for Steam and the Nintendo Switch. Oh, it's got a Switch version? I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, that's how I've been watching most of the footage, actually. Neat. You know, every, everything is on the Switch. It's it's base, It's turning into, like, the console edition of, of Steam at this point. I can appreciate that. I think... I think we've said most everything 
really worth saying at this point. I know you could probably talk about this game for hours, but... I could, but yeah, no, it's... kind of spurned to space out a little bit. That's fair. There's... It's got a lot going on, but it's also very simple. I honestly... I could sum it up in a few moments. Baba, Baba is You is simple, it's good, and it's deviously difficult despite those things. It's It's got what you want. Like, if you if that sounds like something that you want, it's got it. It's, it's just that simple. It's simple, but it's also deep. Exactly. Very deep. You should, like, if you want, if you like puzzle games, you should play Baba is You. Just full stop, you should be playing it. I'm suddenly thinking of that old hospital show, well, calling it old, hospital show Scrubs. There's a bit where a guy goes through a rain puddle on a scooter, but instead of a rain puddle, it's an entire wormhole that's soaked up to the brim with water and just falls completely in. And that that's what I think of when I, when I describe Baba as you being simple but deep. Yeah, I wasn't expecting quite as much difficulty, to be honest. I was like, oh, cute puzzle game. All oh, this looks like fun. Uh, 27 hours later, oof. It was an experience. One that... The one one unfortunate thing is that because it's so simple and so, uh, so straightforward and makes such good use of every single uh, part of it, it'll make you more critical of other puzzle games. It, most puzzle games do not do things as well as Baba as you does. And that's about the best praise that I can give to a game. Like, if you play this, it might make other games worse by comparison. I've never heard anyone say oof out loud. I don't know. That, that's what I choose to focus on. <laughs> good, good enough for me. I don't play a lot of puzzle games, shocker. So yeah. I can't really... I can't really gauge how much of a true statement that might be about making the other games look bad or not. I'm, I'm sure there's someone out there who doesn't like this game for more reasons than just, it was hard. But it seems yeah. like very, very competent, very creative. I feel like it's it, it'd be very difficult. Like, you'd have to get into some, like, really critical, oh, no, if you look here, the game doesn't do this kind of criticism. Like, all the people who want to rip Mario Odyssey a new one. That game is, like, really excellent, but all the people who want to tear it a new one, they're really digging deep and looking at the grains of sand, I feel like, sometimes. I mean, like, I ha- just in order to bring something to the table that I wasn't a fan of, I had to, like, focus on just one specific level that has a problem that's not shared by any other level in the game that I can think of. Every single other level is just... Just amazing. It's, it's an amazing game. You should play it. I, I'm going to keep gushing about it until you cut me off, so that this might be about where uh, we wrap it up. One of the last things I usually talk about in an episode is the favorite soundtrack selections. Did any of the music stick out to you? Because for me, it all... The, the whole game just sounded like Homestar Runner background music. The thing about the puzzle game is that what you want is for the music to not be distracting. A dynamic orchestral soundtrack is great and all, but you know, you kind of don't you kind of don't want that. You just want something that's sort of relaxing and like lets you focus on the puzzles. But that said, I actually do have a highlight for that. I love the uh the Snowy Mountain music. I forget what the name of the level is, but it's the it's the Snowy Mountain one. It's it's really pretty. It's it starts off with like a couple seconds of like wind noise and transitions into something like a really lovely little melody, and it's nice. It feels like it feels like the sort of music that you want to hear in a late game area, 
but it's still a good piece of puzzle music because you don't think about it. Uh, also, a special mention goes to the track, quote-unquote, that plays whenever you happen to uh, sever your connection to the world by uh, breaking uh, breaking your you statement. Uh, if ever you're in a situation where you're never controlling anything, the game cuts to a windy sort of staticky noise that... Uh, it's it's a little noise. jarring. It, it it's it's a very clear uh, it's a very clear statement of oops you messed up, and that's actually quite useful because sometimes it's, it is not immediately obvious what just happened. It reminds me of in sitcoms when someone is at a, a dance party or something, and suddenly the music stops right after someone says something awkward. It reminds me of that. It's very jarring the first time that, hap- that it happens, and it'll probably happen to you on the very first level when you uh, mess around with your statements, and uh, instead of uh, Baba's you, you make nothing. You make just a jumble of words that don't mean anything, and suddenly you're nothing. You don't exist. You have no connection to this world. Oops. Yeah, you always... Something has to be you. Something has to be you. Otherwise, well, there's no control aspect. Although, although yes, things do uh, move forward. You, you can move things forward, even if nothing is you. You still have that power. And uh, suffice to say, that comes in handy. Hmm. Because, of course it will. Every part of this game, down to even the smallest detail in the mechanics and how things are functioning, is used in one puzzle somewhere. Galaxy Brain. Galaxy Brain. So... Before we go, is there anything you'd like to say besides recommending the game or any plug you want to make or something? Anything like that? Uh, not really. Okay. Well, if any of you liked listening to this, make sure to follow the BitCast on Twitter. It's, you know, the the same name as the show. It's just the BitCast. I'm usually pretty active on there. I'm usually posting there a few times a day with different jokes or things that I find amusing and you can usually keep up with what games I might be considering having episodes about. So it's a good way to stay up to date. You can also subscribe to the show on podcast one's website and its mobile app. And you can also find the episodes on iTunes. And with that, I will see you on the next one. Bye. Podcast is done. Listen to BitCast anytime on podcast1.com and on the Podcast One app.